and welcome to Just Jesus. This is lesson 17 and the lesson is called today In God's Kingdom. In God's Kingdom. Hallelujah. And in Christ we're in his kingdom. But before we continue with the lesson, if you've got your notes that is brilliant. If you haven't then don't worry about it. Just as we go along remember to put your five bullet points down of what really comes out in his teaching to you pray over them things in the week that's where the holy spirit is impacting your heart and also answer the questions at the end praise the lord so let's open up in prayer in this great lesson today father in the name of jesus i pray father that you would teach us how that in christ we have been positioned as a kingdom people i pray father that you would help us to live as a kingdom people. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's read the introduction together. If you're sitting there in your homes, in your car, in your lunch break, let's read this together. Hallelujah. Introduction. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were put into God's kingdom forever. Let's read that again. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were put into God's kingdom forever. Hallelujah. Now in the Bible readings, that there are one, two, three, four scriptures to read. And let's begin to track through these scriptures together and let it reveal to us in Christ that we've been placed into a kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's start with the first one, Romans 14, verse 17. I'm reading from the King James Version, and it says this, For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost. Let's read that again. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Ghost. Now, when we talk about this subject of the kingdom, it, we've got to understand that it's something we are in. Now, from the Jewish mindset, they believed in and do believe in, as we do, the literal kingdom reign of the Messiah. The kingdom reign of the Messiah for the Christian is known as the millennial reign of Christ for a thousand years when Christ will reign on earth as king, as the messianic king for a thousand years on this planet. But the Jews already, especially in Jesus' day, they had this belief that when the Messiah came, he would usher in the kingdom of God, bring peace to the whole world, and therefore his kingdom, the kingdom of the Messiah, would reign on the planet at that time in his first coming as it were they didn't have a view of two comings and, and and this was the literal physical manifestation of the kingdom on the earth hallelujah and so even today jews would say who don't believe in jesus as the messiah they would say where is the kingdom peace where is peace to the world the messiah is going to bring peace to this world on this planet etc because they only had 
a one-sided view of prophecy where there was other prophecies concerning the Messiah as the suffering servant and as the, as the lamb who would take away sins. And, and, and so the, there was a one-sided apocalyptic view of the kingdom reign of Christ. But as we know through the revelation of Christ, he has brought a kingdom. And so this has got to be understood between this literal view of the kingdom that as Christians we believe is coming and the kingdom reign of the Messiah in people's hearts as believers. And this is so important because we can get the two mixed up and we can apply the scriptures wrong and we can apply certain avenues of thought to our own life. So let's look at what the kingdom actually is at this time in Christ in our hearts and in our lives, living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat or and drink. So this is in reference here to meats and drinks and, and certain avenues of the law and physical issues and religious physical issues and meats and drinks especially according to the mosaic law where people still feel compelled to only eat certain things and some things was not to be eaten according to the law some found the freedom to eat others didn't have the freedom to eat and consciences was you know getting upset etc but the, the, the emphasis here is that the kingdom is not meat or drinks. It's not according to the Mosaic law. It's not according to tradition. It's not according to our physical representations uh, of Christ. It's not according to our churchianity. It's not according to our programs. It's not according to any of these things. The kingdom reign of the Messiah is not... Uh, on these things, the and you know some things are okay to do. We're not we, we have certain freedoms in Christ, but we've got to understand is when we replace Christ's kingdom with rituals, or we replace Christ's kingdom with tradition, or we replace Christ's kingdom with physical buildings, or we cr replace Christ's uh, kingdom reign in our hearts with ritualistic reign what do i mean by that when we take upon ourselves rituals in thinking we're a bit obeying christ when we're missing the whole point about christ and his kingdom because we are told very clearly what the kingdom reign of the messiah actually is so when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, for instance, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we've got to understand that the kingdom reign of the Messiah is and has arrived. It is and has arrived first and foremost in the hearts of people, in the hearts of the born again Believer, you as a Christian are in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God, the reign of the Messiah Jesus, is in your life. Absolutely, 100%. You know, the shepherd would have a rod and a staff 
And one is to lead and one is to come up from behind. Whichever way we're going to go, he's our shepherd. He reigns over us. He is our king. He is the Lord of Lords, whether we sometimes like it or not. He is the one who is in charge. And it's his kingdom and we are in. So what is the kingdom manifestation on the earth today in the hearts of people? We're actually told. It says, it's not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Say again, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so it says the kingdom of God is, the kingdom reign reigns this way. Say with me, the kingdom reign reigns this way. What way? It reigns in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is how the kingdom reigns in your life as a born-again believer right now at this moment. First of all, in righteousness. And if you remember lesson two, we talked about righteousness. So that's the explanation of the kingdom of God that reigns in your heart by the Holy Spirit right at this moment. That you have been declared righteous by God through the blood of Christ and you have become in your very nature the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's kingdom reign. God reigns in your heart because you are righteous in his sight, because you've been declared righteous in his sight, because you have become righteous in his sight, because you have his very own righteousness in your nature right now at this moment. And that's how the kingdom reign of the Messiah dwells in you and how you are in the reign of the Messiah. It rules your heart. We don't always live according to in practice, but we must understand there is a difference between our practice at times and what is actually in our hearts all the time. So when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, we've got to understand it's the reign of God in our hearts that has come as a born again believer, first and foremost, in righteousness. Hallelujah. And if you forgot what less that is all about, Go again and listen again to lesson two. So he's actually changed your nature. That was the arrival of the kingdom of God, the reign of the Messiah, first and foremost in your heart. Hallelujah. He made you righteous. He's also given you his peace. Absolute peace. Paul, Jesus said, didn't he? Peace I leave with you. He's going somewhere. He's going to die. He's going to resurrect. He's going to ascend. And he's going to seat. And so he's prophetically speaking, peace I leave with you. And this sometimes, in one sense, is a, a misunderstanding because he says, peace I give to you. Peace I leave with you. And then later on he says, I have not come to give bring peace to thee, sir. I, mother of against daughter, father against son. And we've got to put this again into context. What is a, a change of spiritual nature and change of a position before the father? And what is an absolute uh, reality of life 
where people accept the Messiah and others reject the Messiah. Remember, it's a Jewish audience. So when he says, I have not come to bring peace, because they expected that the Messiah would bring peace to the planet, that it would be the end of all wars. And here Jesus is saying, I have not come to bring physical peace on this planet. If anything, it's going to do the opposite as some Jewish households or parts of Jewish family would reject the Messiah and others would receive the Messiah and there would be total conflict. He hasn't come to bring world peace. And I know even today, even in churches today, we get on the, the bandwagon of world peace. And of course, we all want to see peace on this earth, don't we? But that is only going to come in the physical reign of the Messiah. First and foremost, he's come to give us peace in our spirit, in our heart, in our minds, hallelujah, through knowing and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does peace mean? Which, what is this peace of the kingdom? Remember, the kingdom is righteousness. The kingdom is peace. So this peace dwells in your spirit as a born-again believer. And this peace is the peace with God. Say it with me. Peace with God. That you fear, the Greek word means, that you fear no judgment from God. So you're not in a state of fear. Uh, uh, you're not in a state of judgment. You're not in a state of guilt because you fear nothing from God because through Christ, you have been made at peace with God. Hallelujah. And how many of you and how many Christians do you know who sometimes live in total fear of the judgment to come? They live in total fear of God the Father. And sometimes we see uh, God the Father as some kind of uh, you know, he's got a white beard and he sits on a throne in heaven and, and he gets angry a lot and judgmental a lot. And Jesus stands in the gap on our behalf as though he's stopping the father pouring out his wrath upon his children. This is something we have in our minds because we've misunderstood the first coming of Christ and we've misunderstood the kingdom reign in our hearts. The kingdom is righteousness. The kingdom is peace. We as believers and you as a believer have nothing to fear from the Father. Let me say that once more. You have nothing to fear from the Father. That is absolute. You have nothing. No judgment is coming to you from the Father. The Father, in fact, is, an, uh, is totally happy with you. The Father, in fact, you are his child. The Father is one of the, is the if, I, if I can put it this way, the happiest being ever. You know, he's not this miserable person with a long beard, is he? And, and sometimes we bring the world's view of the world into our Christianity and we think the same way. Maybe you've even had a tough upbringing with a tough father and you can bring that into your Christianity. But that's not the way the Heavenly Father is. Now, let me just say at this point, is the, the Father a Father that corrects? Absolutely. But when you understand you are at peace 
with God the Father, in Christ Jesus, and that is the kingdom that reigns in your heart right now. Peace reigns. Righteousness reigns in your heart. So you have nothing to fear from the Father, which means you are able to take his correction, his promptings, because it's never with the evils of the world it is the promptings of the holy spirit is the counsel of the holy spirit that helps us to change certain practices certain behaviors in our life that reflect christ's character more and more and we don't have to be frightened of that correction because we know we have nothing to fear from the father that's why this lesson is so important to understand the kingdom reign in your heart in first righteousness and second peace you're at peace with god that enables you to know that spiritually you're righteous and spiritually you're at peace with God. Therefore, any corrections necessary will not harm you, aren't nasty, aren't evil. They are the guidance and the promptings and the counsel of the Holy Spirit changing you, prompting you in, in various ways and means, as we all need, of course, to reflect Christ. And they can be challenging, yes, but they are not harmful for our wonderful heavenly Father. Hallelujah. And so also, what is the kingdom of God? It is joy. This is the joy of salvation through Christ. And so joy is always a kingdom way. Let me say, joy is a kingdom way. It reigns in your heart. And sometimes because we can have an emotional people and we can have non-emotional people and we all express our emotions differently, don't we? And that's why we're not to be manipulated in any shape or form to express ourselves emotionally in one form or another. But one thing we should have in our hearts as born-again believers is the joy of salvation. And I, I really want you to understand that the joy of salvation reigns in your heart as a believer. And sometimes, yes, we, we, we do need to let our faces know and put a smile on our face. What do I mean by that? It's because we've been accustomed that we connect misery or solemnness with the kingdom. Let me say that again. Sometimes we connect misery or solemnness with the kingdom and that is totally wrong the kingdom in us is one of joy of salvation rejoicing in salvation in the holy spirit this is the spirit's work of the kingdom in your heart right now so it's okay actually to be happy that you are saved it's okay to be happy and express that happiness in the fact that christ has made you righteous it's okay to be confident and happy that you have peace with god the father that's actually the work of the kingdom that's happened in your heart and you can live that out through your life in this body in the community in your church in your workplace etc and so that's so important to be reminded of so why have i said this is because that has arrived that has arrived in you already 
These things you have in Christ because it's Christ's work in you. He is the Messiah. He's the one that reigns now in your heart. So you might say, well, I want to give him my heart. Well, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have, you, he already has your heart. In fact, he changed your heart and gave you a new heart. You might say, well, I want the kingdom to reign through me. Well, it reigns in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, because that's what the essence of the kingdom actually is. Now, there will come a day when the physical kingdom reign of Christ will be administered on this planet in the millennial reign. And we will be with the Lord administering the kingdom of God, guess what? In his righteousness, in his peace and in his joy of salvation. That is got to be understood. Hallelujah. So are we looking for peace in the world? No, no. When they, what does the scripture say? When people go on about peace, 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 then comes sudden destruction. No, we have the peace of God in our hearts and we should be unmoved from righteousness, peace and joy because it's, because it's the activity of the kingdom reign in our hearts. It should be what's reigning. So what do I mean by that? So if anything challenges in the accuser, says you're not righteous, you're lousy, you are, you're a sinner, you're not saved, all these thoughts that can come into your head and you know that you are saved, but you're struggling and the accuser goes on and on. Let the reign of Christ take captive these accusation thoughts and say i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus you might have thoughts well god's turned his back on you does god really love you does the father is he really pleased you no i have peace with my heavenly father you see and, and and i can rejoice in the joy of salvation god don't want me to be miserable Hallelujah. So let's go on to the next scripture. So we, we've identified at this period of time what the kingdom is in our hearts. Now Colossians 1.13 says this. Hallelujah. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we've actually been moved. And I'm not talking moved emotionally. You have been moved supernaturally and spiritually when you became born again. You have been moved. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. You know, sometimes you can meet Christians and maybe you're like this yourself. The devil's after me. The devil's this. The devil's controlling me. The devil's this. No, he is not. I'll say that again. No, he is not. The scripture says clearly for the born again believer, you has or have been delivered. He has, past tense, delivered us from the power, the authority, the reign of the kingdom of darkness. Satan does not reign you. Demons do not reign you. Satan's kingdom does not have reigned over you anymore 100%. That is done, that is dusted, that's it. As a Christian, the scripture is very clear. He has, he has 
past tense, through his cross and resurrection, delivered you from the power, the authority, the reign of the power of darkness. That's the Satan's kingdom, you see. And Satan's kingdom is expressed in the power and authority of darkness and sin and death. And it has no reign over you anymore. You have been delivered from it. Hallelujah. And he has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. So the first scripture in Romans 14, 17 was describing how the kingdom operates in the heart of the believer and what the tangible manifestation of the kingdom in Christ actually is. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. But then we're also told not only is that kingdom in our hearts, we are in that kingdom because we've been translated from the power of darkness into the the kingdom of his own dear son. So in Christ, we are now in a kingdom and the reign of Christ. Hallelujah. And so, again, it's so important to see that because we can become so Satan-focused, so devil-focused, so sin-focused, so demon-focused. And our demons real absolutely, but we become so focused in our home lives, you see, that we believe that they have power over us, reign over us, authority over us. And we listen to these viewpoints that the scripture says is not true. The power, the authority is no longer over our lives. We can make silly choices and we do make silly choices and we make choices for the flesh and we have to grow and mature to make different choices. But these choices don't have power over us. We have power. You have power over your own choices. Let me say that again. You have power over your own choices because Christ is reigning over you in your heart. And so now the devil doesn't have power over your choices. You're in a new living kingdom. It's the kingdom reign of Christ. You're actually in it and the kingdom is reigning in you and the kingdom is reigning over you right at this moment hallelujah i i, I celebrate with these things praise the lord he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has called us hallelujah he's sorry he has translated us which means if you go to your if you understand what translated means it means to take from one place to another so as a Christian, you've been taken out of darkness, out of the kingdom of Satan, and you've been placed into the kingdom of God's own son. That's your resting place. That is your resting place in, in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You are now in, fixed, firm, one place to another. This is not, and I'll say this very clear, carefully, this is not a progressive thing. You've been taken from to place, taken from and placed to another place. This is not progressive. Understand that. You are now in the kingdom and the kingdom of God, the reign of Christ is in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, that, and that's so important. So let's just go to the word study before we go to the next couple of verses. And just to catch up a little bit, the word kingdom there means, and it refers to the reign of the Messiah, righteousness. 
uh, is the state of him who, who is and is ought to be righteous and the condition that's acceptable to God. Peace. Remember I talked about peace of Christianity, the tranquil state of the soul, assured of its salvation through Christ. And again, so fearing nothing from God, content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is. Again, when you talk about the kingdom, it's content, it's at peace, it's in a tranquil state. Your soul, your spirit is, your mind might be all over the place, but that is not a reflection of your spirit. We've got to understand that. The outward things are not a reflection. Our practices are not. Our mindsets are not. Our emotions are not a reflection of if we're in the kingdom of God or not. Absolutely not. And we have this saying, don't we? Seek first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness. Jesus said that actually before he died and rose again, before anybody was born again. And we are a people that sought the kingdom of God in Christ. We have sought it. We've been after his righteousness. And so we have been made righteous. It's greater righteousness than the Pharisees had. Even Jesus says you need greater righteousness than the Pharisees had. We have received that righteousness. So when we say seek the kingdom of God and all its righteousness first and all the other things will be added, we have received that. We have his kingdom, we're in his kingdom, we have his righteousness. So all the other things that we require in this life have been added to us. Hallelujah, because it's Christ reign through us. And I know that might challenge some people right now who like to use that scripture, and I understand why you use it, but that has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 100%. His righteousness you have become, and it's greater than the law righteousness and the Pharisaic righteousness. Praise the Lord. So let's carry on. Joy, the gladness, the joy received from you, the cause, the occasion of joy, and we have an occasion of joy. Salvation in us is the greatest occasion of joy to know that you've been saved from the wrath to come. You have the kingdom in your heart. You're not going to hell. You're not going to the lake of fire. You should, when you go to church or however you choose to express yourself, you should be rejoicing. These are the fundamentals, the foundations of our rejoicing in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So when you go somewhere, the kingdom of God is going with you. When you're going somewhere, the reign of the Messiah is going with you. It starts in you, not the outward. It's in you. You transform places. You can bring a different atmosphere. Where there's sorrow, you can bring joy. Where there's no peace, you bring peace. Where there's sickness, you bring health. Where there's comfort needed, you bring comfort in despair. You are the one where Christ reigns. So where you go, you are an expression of Christ's reign in the kingdom of God, in you and through you. And that is why when the disciples understood this, they turned the world upside down and they understood that they could go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we know the Great Commission. It's why? Because they take the kingdom with them. They are in it and it's in them. So where they are, Christ is reigning. Hallelujah. And think about that in your homes. Think about that in your families. Think about that in your workplace. 
that where you are, the kingdom is. And you're ready at any moment to minister into your family, to minister into work colleagues, to minister to friends, to minister where you are, the kingdom reign of Christ can come as you allow him to flow through your body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so you have been translated into the kingdom of the dear son. When we talk about into the kingdom, again, that's positional truth. That's where you are fixed. Hallelujah. And translated is aorist passive. What do I mean by that? Aorist passive. It means it's a completed act in the past. It has been done in Christ when you believed in Christ that has happened. So it's not progressive. It's not happening. It has happened. And it's not by works. It's a passive word. That means it's through the work of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, not by your efforts to get to, you know, keep praying, Lord, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom reign through me. Let your king. No, your, the kingdom has come into you passively. Now we have to live that out. I encourage everybody, wherever you are, wherever you go in your daily life, let Christ reign in you and through you now. So you spend more time knowing he's in me, his kingdom's in me, it's reigning in me. You know what? I can just now release it. I can now just touch other people's lives with it instead of second guessing myself. So our ministry becomes less inward turmoil and outward instead of outward blessing to the unsaved hallelujah and so there's two other scriptures here 1 Thessalonians 2 12 that you walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom and glory hallelujah and so we have been called into this kingdom it's the calling of God. It's not your calling. It's not a progressive calling. It's not the calling of the preacher or the church. It's the calling of God. You have been called into this kingdom reign of the Messiah now. And so what does this 1 Thessalonians 2.12 say? That you walk worthy of God who has called you. So this is where people make the mistake, and maybe you have made the mistake as well. You look at your practice, your daily living, and what people say it should be like, and you value that as how much the kingdom of God reigns in your heart, how much God reigns in your heart. And if you haven't done well that week, it means that Christ is not reigning in your heart that week. But that's not what this scripture is saying. It says that you walk worthy of God who has called you into the kingdom. So again, this is not dismissing the truth. The foundational truth is in Christ, you're in the kingdom already. So we're not trying to evaluate and you should not try to evaluate whether you're in the kingdom or not, or whether Christ reigns in you or not by your practice, your worthy practice. No, we are to walk worthy because it's in us. Let me say that. We walk worthy, or as the Greek says, suitably, according to the fact the reign of the Messiah is in us already. We're already in the reign of the Messiah. So now, physically, bodily, in our daily living, let's live suitably according to what we are in and what is in us already. As I've said many times, we live 
from the inside out. Christ is in us. His kingdom reign is in you. So what does that mean? He's the one now that governs our practice. So, but it's not our practice that governs our spiritual place. Our spiritual place never changes and never moves. Our born again spirit has the kingdom reign of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So now we can bodily in this earth walk in a, a ways of righteousness. We can express the righteousness of God. It's our nature. We can express that we have peace with God and we can live as content people in this world. We can live non-fearful in this world because of Christ in us. We can live with a joyful understanding wherever we go that we are a saved people. So we don't have to walk fearing God all the time. We can walk as confident people on this planet and we walk worthy of what we've been already called in. So our practice is important as an expression of what we have. Live from the inside out. But it is not a measurement to determine whether we have something already. No, what we have is what we have in Christ. Now, let that then be a government, a govern our spirit to live through our bodies. So that's, so that's where practice of the kingdom comes in. And so, for instance, let's just say your problem is swearing. Then... As we know, swearing is a sin in the Bible. We know that that's not a good practice to have. But if you have struggle in that area, for instance, now we know the reign of Christ is in you. And so you've got to learn to let the reign of Christ that is in you be expressed through your body, through your mouth, that you speak good things instead of not good things. You speak life instead of death. You speak a good language instead of a bad language, you see. And that's so important. Not because if you do swear, you've lost your kingdom status. Absolutely not. Your bodily function, your living, has to live up to what you already have. And it's expressed through you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so that's what we've got to do. Hebrews 12, verse 28. Wherefore, receiving a kingdom which cannot, sorry, <coughs> cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So we have a kingdom reign that cannot move. The kingdom of Christ cannot be moved, folks. And if you notice, this is in Hebrews 12. It's talking about faith. It's talking about the build-up of all the priestly ministry of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the high priestly ministry of Christ, and how the patriarchs of the past were waiting in faith for the Messiah. And now we have received it. They never obtained it by their sight until the resurrection. But now understand, we have received it by faith. And so that's what it's trying to say. We have a kingdom that no matter what the patriarchs, the prophets went through in the past and were killed and were slaughtered and what happened in the past, it could not stop the reign of the Messiah, the birth of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, even death could not stop Jesus Christ being a risen king and a risen Lord in your life. 
And that's the, the fact that it's by faith. The whole chapter there is about by faith. So the reign of the Messiah is by faith. How? Faith in Christ the Messiah. So it's not about whether you have a good week and you feel like you're believing and the next week you don't feel like you're believing and you've got doubts. No, this is about faith in the Messiah. You have believed upon the Lord. You have been born again. So you have received a kingdom, a righteousness, remember, a peace and a joy in the Holy Spirit that cannot be moved. Your righteousness cannot be moved. Your peace cannot be moved. Your joy cannot be moved in the Holy Ghost concerning salvation. Your mind can. Your emotions can. Your thoughts can. Your, your inclinations can. But spiritually, it cannot be moved because you're born again according to the kingdom way, the reign of the Messiah. So it cannot be moved. So it says, let us have grace whereby we may serve God in the kingdom now, acceptably with godly reverence and fear. And so everybody gets fearful now that we have to serve God in the kingdom now. But remember, it's already in your heart and you're already in the kingdom. But what this means is it's by grace. See, to serve God in grace, to understand the gospel, is serving God with godly fear and reverence. Because he's writing this to Jews who some of them accepted Christ the Messiah, some of them was thinking about it, was on the fence and thinking and going back in traditions of the temple, etc. So some of them was umming and ahhing. And he's saying, look at your patriarchs of the past, the prophets and the great characters, David versus Goliath. All that kind of thing. And he's saying, look, now, this comes by grace and faith only. And so if we are to fear God, if we are to have a godly fear and a godly reverence, then we have to believe that it's through Jesus. He has sent Jesus. We have to believe that it's only through Christ. We have to believe by faith and grace that he has provided salvation through the Messiah, who is Jesus. That's God's way. And so to accept God's way and get off the fence and not go back to temple practices and actually just once and for all make your mind up to believe on the Messiah, that it's come by grace and you are saved by faith and grace, then that's true godly fear. That is true godly fear, to know and accept and believe God's way of salvation through Christ. That is true godly fear. Rather than your pride, rather than your traditions, rather than your rituals, rather than your self-righteousness, rather than all the things we do, where we, even if you're watching and say, well, if I've given up to charity, if I'm a good enough person, I'll get there. No, 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 that's not godly reverence. That's not godly fear. True godly reverence and godly fear is to believe on the way of his salvation, which is Christ himself through his death and resurrection. Hallelujah. So let's just go to the explanation part of the notes right now. The Jews believed in the kingdom coming on the planet, and so do we in the millennial reign. With the coming of the Messiah, they did not understand that the coming was about his kingdom reign in people's hearts first. Notice first. You first must understand what his kingdom reign is. The reign of the Messiah is the kingdom Firstly means you are now acceptable to God. 
Secondly, you are at peace with God and you are not under judgment. Thirdly, the joy of salvation of the Spirit, the kingdom reign of the Messiah, you are now in and is in you. You have not been taken out of the kingdom of Satan and placed into his righteousness, peace and joy forever. Forever. Why am I saying forever? Because the kingdom of Christ is forever. Therefore, your righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit is also forever because it's in you and you are in his kingdom reign. So it reigns forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so that's what we must understand. Let's just go to the other scriptures for a few minutes now. And there's only three, I think, or four. 1 Corinthians uh, 4, uh, verse 20. And it says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And that's so important. We've got to understand that the kingdom of God it, it reigns in your heart, not just with words. It's not about going to church and receiving the 50,000th message or sermon it's about it reigning in your life in the power of the holy spirit in you and through you this is about power folks this is the transformation power of the holy spirit in you and now is working through you in your daily living and it's so important hallelujah absolutely so it's not about obtaining knowledge it's about obtaining the revelation of what Christ has done and living that way, believing that way, realising that way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. James 2. James 2. Let's just go to James 2. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to them that love him. And so you are an heir of the kingdom now. Hallelujah. What does that mean? We have received the benefits of the reign of Christ through his death and resurrection. And we are also heirs to the future kingdom of God, as in his reign upon the earth, which is his literal kingdom on, the, on this planet. And that will happen in times to come, and we will be part of that. We will be heirs of that. We'll have a, be a partaker as a believer in our resurrection bodies of that to come. It's going to be fantastic, praise Lord. And how has it come about? Because of being rich in faith. In other words, we are people of faith. We have believed on Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. What about 2 Peter now? 2 Peter 1 verse 11. 2 Peter 1 verse 11. And it says this, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And so this scripture is declaring that it's an everlasting kingdom. And we are in and that kingdom that is abundant, that kingdom that's everlasting, it's actually now at this moment in you. And you are in it. 
You're already in. So when we get to the millennial reign, when we get to heaven, when we get to his millennial reign on the earth, his physical kingdom on the planet, it's, we're, we're part of it because it's already part of us. I'll say that again. We are part of it because it's already part of us. We're already in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I just want us to go about just letting the kingdom flow through us rather than trying to obtain something we've already got. Praise the Lord. How many lives can be changed through you, expressing Christ's kingdom through you, expressing Christ's reign through you, expressing his character through you, but what you're doing sometimes and what Christians do is waste time trying to get it, trying to pray, trying to receive it. When it's in you, so live it and transform the lives out there. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the last scripture, Revelation 1.9. Revelation 1.9. And it says this. And I, John, also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. And again, he's saying I'm a brother. I'm a companion in your tribulation and in the kingdom. And so again, John here is recognising that he's already in. He's already in the kingdom and he's already in the patience of Jesus Christ. He's awaiting what's to come, but he's already in. And sometimes when we have just a physical view of the kingdom, we're always hoping for things to come. And we're always praying for things to come. But the fact is we're already in and it's already in us. So let's get expressing the kingdom. Let's get doing the works of the kingdom. Not for because we're frightened that we're not in, but because we are in. And so we can be confident in witnessing and sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's just go to the apply section and let's read it together right now. Let us walk and live out the kingdom reign of the Messiah through your life and my life with actions. Let us walk and live out the kingdom reign of the Messiah through our lives, your life with actions, praise the Lord. So don't contain this kingdom. Don't try and get this kingdom. You've got it. But let's express it through this body to other people. Hallelujah. The questions, there's two questions today. How can the literal view of the kingdom distract our Christian walk? That's a tough question, but think about it. How can the literal view of the kingdom, which we believe in, but how can it sometimes distract our Christian walk? And number two, when will the literal physical kingdom reign of Christ happen? Think on that one. Do a bit of research. When will the literal physical kingdom reign of Christ happen? So I hope that's been an encouragement to you. The kingdom is in you. You're in the kingdom. So just get living it out. Until next time. Hallelujah. In just Jesus. God bless. <laughs>